number one advice I could give is make sure to find a mentor to help you out or buy a course. That's always helpful as well. But what I've done to find my buyers is a lot of direct mail as well. And also, you can post ads on Craigslist. That's always useful. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips, and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals. Go check it out. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the longest running daily real estate podcast in the world. That's right. In the world, you're listening to it. We've talked to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and lots and lots of other guests or else, well, we wouldn't be the longest running if we didn't talk to lots and lots of other guests. With us today, we've got a wholesaler as well as someone who, well, he's wholesaling both single family and multifamily properties. He's based in Denver, Colorado. How you doing, Daniel Verstig? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well, and welcome to the show. He is the CEO of Millennial Property Investments, and like I mentioned, he is based in Denver, Colorado. I think I mentioned that. With that being said, Daniel, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? I pretty much uh, started the company about four months ago, but I had a little bit of experience prior to that. About two years ago, I was an intern for a property management company, and that's where I really first got started interested in real estate. I moved on to sales, which helped in the arena of wholesaling. And since then, I stumbled upon wholesaling in February, and ever since then, my business has really taken off. All right, let's talk about taking off. You've been doing it for four months. How many properties have you wholesaled? Um, so far today, I want to say six. And I'm working on my seventh and eighth. I just got another one under contract yesterday. So I'm hoping to move that one pretty soon. Okay, so you've wholesaled six properties in four months. And that is pretty quick, relatively speaking, for just starting out. So what have you been doing to get these six properties in the four months? 
So one thing that I've done was so I had a, a lot of background in uh, marketing for the property management company. We did a lot of direct mail, so that obviously gave me a little bit of a edge up on people who who obviously haven't had that same experience. So I had a little background in that, and so I've been doing a lot of direct mail. I actually do most of my investing right now virtually in Kansas City, so the Denver market is very competitive. I actually started in Denver, spent a lot of money on marketing until I got my first deal. And then once I realized that I started running out of money, I decided to switch over to virtual wholesaling, which has really benefited me well. I've done about four properties over there, and the success is sixth and seventh or seventh and eighth. I I forget, but um, that's how I've pretty much been going about my business and trying to learn and grow each and every day. Huh. All right. That's interesting. You started in Denver, where you're based. The money was drying up you decide to switch to another market, in, in this case, Kansas City, you're wholesaling virtually. How did you pick Kansas City? Um, so I picked Kansas City. I didn't want to stray too far away from Denver. Kansas City is close. I've been in the area before. And I went on bigger pockets and looked in the rental. They're really good. The spreads are a lot lower than in Denver, but the volume is a lot greater, which is what I was going for. So some of the deal is better than no deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... uh I kind of just went off of that. One of the things that has really helped me, I know a lot of people pull lists off list source to find um, what the hottest markets are for real estate investors. I personally like to go away from the competition, so I kind of do the surrounding suburban areas of Kansas City, and that's really benefited me well because there's a lot less competition. The spreads are greater. The house prices are higher. That's the reason I pick Kansas City. Ah, interesting. So instead of going where... A lot of the competition is you're going outside of the and looking at the suburbs of Kansas City. Okay, virtual wholesaling. You're in Denver. You're finding properties and you're matching up properties with buyers in Kansas City. How do you do that while you're not in the same city? What I've done is uh, I actually reached out to a couple people who were virtual wholesaling already. I'll say number one thing. One number one advice I could give is make sure to find a mentor to help you out or buy a course. That's always helpful as well. But what I've done to find my buyers is a lot of direct mail as well. Also, you can post ads on Craigslist. That's always useful. But I think that it's very important to make sure you build a connection with your buyers because at the end of the day, you want a good deal for them. It's not all about you. So I think uh, building relationships and understanding what your buyers want is really big. You could also join the real estate investing groups out there. That's always a a good way to generate buyers as well. Okay. You said make sure you find a mentor or buy a course. Did you buy a course? I did. Before I started uh, virtual wholesaling, I bought a course from Chris Bruce. He uh, does a lot of virtual stuff. I think he's based out of Tampa, Florida. And it pretty much goes over everything that you need and just follow the steps and just be consistent. How much did it cost and was it worth it? The course, I believe, was about $300, $350 and it was definitely worth it. It paid major dividends to my company. I feel like without the course, I would have no direction and I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't be able to grow as fast as I am today because once you get it down, it's all about rinse and repeat and just repeating everything that you learn through the course on a bigger scale. Did you pay for a mentor separate from that? I did not. So what I did, I have multiple mentors, but what I usually do to get a mentor is I'll go on bigger pockets or any other type of forum 
and I'll just go through and look at, look at other people's profiles and see what it is that they do in the real estate arena. And then I'll just reach out to them, ask them questions. And I mean, it's really nice because of the fact that they can be located anywhere in the country and still have the knowledge that you need. Since you're in Denver, I'd like to dig in a little bit on the buyer's list that you've created for the six or so deals that you've done. If you can be specific on the actual people who bought these properties, how did you get to meet them? I went to a lot of meetings. So that's how I did. I, I went to a lot of real estate meetings in the Denver area. I, since I would say a lot of people go to auctions as well. I went to auctions, reached out to them, let them know what you do, give them your business card, build a relationship, find out what they want. I think that's the most important thing. Find out what they want and then go get it for them. So I would say just reaching out to them, giving them a call, make sure that you know what it is that they want, and then go out and find it. So the people who bought the six deals that you've done, you met them at real estate meetings in Denver and going to auctions in Denver? Yeah. The Kansas City ones have been a little different. Those have been uh, cold. I've done, I think, three cold wholesales. So I'll reach out to other wholesalers in the Kansas City market who already have a bigger buyer's list than me because I'm relatively new. Sometimes they can pretty much move them for you. You just split the profits while I'm building my buyer's list out there. How do you do the co-wholesale in that scenario? Do you have any responsibility other than getting the property under contract as far as closing costs and coordinating the with the title company and anything like that? Or does the other co-wholesaler handle that? Pretty much we never pay closing costs. The buyer pays all the closing costs. So that's never an issue. But pretty much we'll just make a, or I have a contract that states that we'll split the deal 50-50, have the property address and everything like that. So it's actually not too difficult. It's a little bit different than, say, working on the ground in your home city, but it's honestly not that much different. Okay. So for the Denver properties you've moved, you found those investors in Denver at real estate meetings and auctions. And for the Kansas City ones, you co-wholesaled with another local wholesaler in Kansas City. Yeah, I co-wholesaled, and I uh, the other one, the other two that I moved, I just posted ads on Craigslist and got those moved. Okay, you posted ads on Craigslist in uh, in the Kansas City market, and people bought it for all cash. Cool. All right, that's good to know. Well, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real investing advice ever would have to be take action. Like, I know it sounds cliche, but um, you can have the best mindset in the world, have the most knowledge in the world, but money is not going to come to you. You won't be able to grow an empire unless you take action. I mean, the biggest thing for me is you have to understand that you're going to make mistakes. I've made many mistakes throughout this journey. It's only been four months, but I've made a ton of mistakes. You learn from them, fix them, and then keep pushing forward. I feel like it's very important to step outside of your comfort zone and pretty much just go out and do it. You mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that you interned at a property management company and you had experience doing direct mail, which gave you a competitive advantage whenever you were doing it on your own. What specifically within the direct mail, what aspect of your expertise did you leverage to have that competitive advantage? I think the part that I had there was being able to pull lists. For the management company, we pretty much would pull specific lists for specific areas. So I kind of had that background. Uh, the biggest barrier for the, the direct mail was just the money factor because I didn't start out with a lot. <laughs> I actually, one of the deals that I got, 
I got from cold calling Zillow for sale by owners. So, I mean, if you don't have a lot of money, there's obvious, there's other ways that you can create leads and generate leads. So it's just kind of up to you to figure it out. How did a conversation go with the for sale by owner who ended up letting you put their property under contract? What did that conversation sound like? So pretty much, uh, I still do this to this day. I just give them a call and say, ask them. I think the key question that every wholesaler should ask is, ask why they're selling. This particular house has been on the market for a while. It was an undervalued. The reason that it wasn't moving was because it had a lot of structural issues. So that gave me leverage there. So I pretty much just asked them what they were willing to take for it because it's been on the market for so long and I know they wanted to get it moved. They gave me a price. So then I knew it was in the ballpark of something that I could work with. And then I beat them down a little bit more, gave them my reasoning after doing my analysis of the property and then uh, pretty much sealed the deal. It was a little bit more difficult finding a buyer for that house just because of the structural issues. But if you reach out to people every day, you should be able to move most of the properties when you go sell. What are the numbers on that deal in particular? That deal, I netted $8,000. I had it under contract for 50000 and I signed it for 58000 This deal was actually done in Colorado Springs as well. How many for sale by owners did you call before you got this one? Uh, a ton. <laughs> I pretty much will go into the Zillow's for sale by owners and look at the list and then just pick up the phone and start calling. I mean, it, it's not an easy conversation to have when you first start out because obviously it's outside your comfort zone. But I, I mean, you, you have to do it. It depends on how bad you really want it. If you want it bad enough, you'll figure out ways to do it. Because I know I started doing that once my funds started drying up and I was really desperate for leaves and making this work. Help me and the best ever listeners understand what is a ton? How many calls, if you had to estimate, before you got this one? Probably about... 200 calls because <laughs> it wasn't just that market. I was calling all over Colorado. All right. This is the good stuff. This is what we want to hear. This is why we do the interview. All right. You called 200 people. I think that's important to note, best ever listeners. You called 200 people. Yeah, that's one thing I, I do want people to understand that wholesaling is not easy. If you want to take it serious, if you want to run it as a business, it's not going to be easy. I know. A lot of gurus play it out to be like, oh, you just market to the seller, get another contract, and it's easy to sell. That's not how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. You do have to put a lot of effort, a lot of time in, but the, the rewards at the end are great. I'm just barely getting started, and I've already been able to reap a lot of them. Um, it's really nice. And I can only imagine where I'm going to be moving forward. This is really exciting to think about. In those 200 calls, what's a story on a more interesting call that you got rejected? I mean, you're going to face a lot of rejections. <laughs> I've been cussed out numerous times just because of my lowball offers. It's going to happen. I can't think of one story in particular just because even to this day it happens so often with sellers getting mad that I'm sending the mail. But I would say if you're going to cold call, be prepared for rejection because it's going to happen. There's no way around it. I love it. That's some good stuff right there. Thank you for sharing that. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, first a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're a wholesaler or wanting the wholesale, then you've got to check out this video. It's at wholesalinginc.com. It's a interview that Tom Kroll, and if you recognize Tom's name, well, that's because he was a guest on episode 395. He has 
documented his conversation with a motivated seller. So you hear from when he gets out of his car all the way to the very end when he's talking to the neighbors about different houses on the street. If you're into wholesaling or want to get into wholesaling, go listen to it. Go to wholesalinginc.com and go check that out. What's the best ever book you've read? The best ever book that I've read, um, I would say The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Pretty much life-changing. Who wrote that? Do you know? It's by T. Harv Ecker. Best ever personal growth experience, and what would you learn from it? Um, best personal growth experience is starting this business. I pretty much learned that nothing comes easy, but if you put the work in, you'll reap the rewards. Best ever deal you've done? The best ever deal I've done is actually closing on Friday, and I say that because not because of the dollar amount, but because of the situation. The guy who's buying the house cash is actually buying it for his family to occupy it. And the reason I started this whole company was to help people. Um, and I don't think there's any other better way than to, to sell it to someone who actually wants to own the property themselves and fix it up themselves. Best ever way you like to give back? The best way I like to give back personally is I give 10% of all my checks to the Denver Rescue Mission, which is a mission that is a, it's actually a homeless shelter in downtown Denver. One of my biggest fears is seeing my family and friends homeless. So that's my best way to give back. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest mistake I made in real estate was I accidentally pulled a list with a bunch of vacant lots in Kansas City in terrible neighborhoods. I uh, lost about $2,000 on marketing, <laughs> but it's all part of the process. What was the mistake that you made? Uh, so on list source, you can pick lists. I didn't do my due diligence, and it's all about little details. So I would say if, you, <laughs> if you're starting out, you're pulling a list from list source, make sure that you include what type of residence you're looking for, like single family, multifamily, those type of things. Otherwise, it's going to pretty much include all the vacant lots that don't have anything on them, no house, no nothing. I know three quarters of those leads were terrible, <laughs> in terrible areas, and I lost a lot of money and lost a lot of time with that. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? The best place the best ever listeners can reach me, probably on LinkedIn. My name is Daniel Versteeg, V-E-R-S-T-E-E-G. Or if you're looking to do some deals or you need some advice, feel free to shoot me an email at millennialpropertyinvestments at gmail.com. All right, Daniel, this has been a illuminating conversation, especially given that we talked about the 200 people you had to call before you got a Zillow for sale by owner lead that ended up making you $8,000 and keeps the lights on, uh, pays the mortgage or the rent and gives you some food in your belly so you can move on and do more things and continue to hustle like you are. I love hearing guests on the show from varying backgrounds and experience levels. You're starting out and you have the perspective from someone who's just getting going but has received or has generated rather not received but generated some success early on and i love getting inside your mind and learning more about how you're doing it so thanks so much for doing that both from you're doing it from meetings and hustling to also virtual wholesaling because you identified very quickly early on that it was tough to find deals in your market so you pivoted and you're making it happen in another market and in this case it is kansas city so thanks so much for being on the show Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. If you're a wholesaler or wanting to wholesale, then you've got to check out this video. It's at wholesalinginc.com. 
it's a interview that Tom Kroll, and if you recognize Tom's name, well, that's because he was a guest on episode 395. He has documented his conversation with a motivated seller. So you hear from when he gets out of his car all the way to the very end when he's talking to the neighbors about different houses on the street. If you're into wholesaling or want to get into wholesaling, go listen to it. Go to wholesalinginc.com and go check that out.